Hello and welcome to another episode of Unraveling. My name is Fraser and I have Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. I think this is number seven. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But either way, it doesn't matter. Welcome back, everyone. Um, same issue as last week. The audio might be a bit strange, but because we've still got these very gusty winds going on. I think at 35 miles an hour now, so it's gone down a little bit, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, not that I've really experienced it because I have been stuck inside all week because I got very sick and then it went away very quickly but for a day or so it was COVID symptoms so I had to shield and order a test and blah blah blah, blah um, which I've taken uh, but I'll talk about that in a sec but anyway um, it's been a tough week man. Uh, <laughs> This one might be a little bit shorter, and I feel like I always say that in my head, and then they end up going on. So we'll see what happens. But um, I've had a bit of a, I had a kind of a personal setback as well, which I won't get into here. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a hard week, and I also feel like I say that as well at the start of each of these. But this one sucked. So <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm going back to work next week. I'm supposed to go back this Saturday with all the other bartenders. But as I say, I got sick, so that's part of what you know made it such a difficult week. Is not um, I felt like a bit of a like a what's the opposite of a scab? You know, when they're striking, like I feel I felt like I should have been there to help, but because <laughs> I'm sure it was a stressful day for everyone. Um, but yeah, I did the I had to take one of those COVID tests, and it's so so uncomfortable as well. I thought everyone was kind of being like maybe I don't maybe like just a little bit sort of precious about it maybe when I when I heard it, I was just like you just swab your throat and then swab your nostril like how hard could it be turns out it's uh, pretty uncomfortable uh, you know I brush my tongue sometimes and when I brush my teeth because I got told once by someone and I've never questioned it so now it's just a part uh, part of the routine occasionally I'll brush my tongue but um and I thought it would be like that but it is so much worse than that and when you have to put it in your nose after it's been on your tonsils and it has to go up like about an inch until you feel resistance and then you need to spin it and that makes you need to sneeze like straight away so I had to pull it out and sneeze and then reinsert it again oh god and I gagged so hard when you when you put it on your your tonsils first because well, your tonsils are very sensitive and you have to rub them on both sides with the swab and the swab is actually really scratchy and sharp um, it's cheap cotton on the end of the swab I think so it kind of hurts and then you you know like you're scratching this kind of sensitive area with it and then you nearly vomit and then you have to do the other side and you nearly vomit and throughout all of this as well you can't let it touch like your tongue or your mouth or your teeth it just has to be your tonsils and the inside of your nose but when you gag it's very hard not to let it like bounce off your tongue at time. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. And I got told to hold my thumb as well, like squeeze your left thumb while you do it, suppress your gag reflex, but that's bullshit. That did not work at all. I, I, I gagged so hard I nearly woke my housemate up. No, I did wake my housemate up. That's how loud, that's how hard I gagged. If you're wondering what that ping was, by the way, it was my laptop. Don't, don't, uh, don't. Oh, I should, I'm, I'm going to mute that. Excuse me. Anyway, so this week I said I was going to talk about perfectionism, um, but it's such a big topic. Uh, it probably sounds very vague. Um, me just I keep saying I'm going to talk about perfectionism, but it's a, it's a, a core component of what it kind of means to have OCD. So I am going to 
talk about it at some point. Um, but frankly, it's a huge topic, and it's been a like I said, it's been a pretty tough week. I've been in a pretty shit mood all week, so I don't really have the energy to write a whole piece on it just at this point. Um, but I will get to it eventually. Uh, so instead, because I'm going back to work, as I mentioned, it's a little bit nerve wracking. So I thought I would do um, uh, one, uh, do an episode on um, uh, sort of a coping mechanism. So I want to talk about this uh, technique for managing anxiety. Um, and when you're feeling super low and so on. Um, and I've been advised to do this for when I'm really down. Um, it's a sweet idea uh, as well. So this is a this is a guide, uh, w- welcome. This is a guide on how to make your very own well-being box. Yay, arts and crafts, let's get it done. So what is a well-being box? So well, a well-being box is essentially um, a tool that we're gonna use for when we're feeling particularly anxious or particularly depressed or low. Um, as a kind of way of bringing ourselves uh, back down uh, to earth and back to ourselves. Um, it contains many things, um, <laughs> uh, but most of it is going to center around kind of tools, grounding tools and um, relaxing uh, the five senses and engaging the mind. So, yeah. Right, so for this, uh, you more to get a pen. You will need uh, a box, Obviously, like a shoe box is fine. I have a shoe box here. If you don't have a shoe box, go and buy some shoes. They should come in a shoe box. Take the shoes out, throw them away, keep the box. Get some pens if you're feeling artsy and you want to decorate your box. You can get some glue, some pencil stickers, all that stuff. This can be a family activity if you really want it to be. Um, so you've got your box and you've got your pens, right? So obviously now we need, to, you know, there's, there's more to it than just this. <laughs> um, we are going to start putting things into our box now. Uh, and what goes in your well-being box is going to be tailored very specifically to you. So this is how you do it. Um, it's helpful in a way you kind of think of it like a first aid kit for your mind. Now, you don't use a first aid kit for every minor inconvenience. There's a specific set of circumstances uh, where you actually go and get one out. If you stub your toe or you have a headache, you wouldn't administer a first aid. And this is like that. Well-being boxes shouldn't be your first uh, port of call um, when you're having a bad day because you need to reserve them for when you really need it. Because if you use a first aid kit whenever you don't need it, then when you do need it, you won't have the supplies because you will have used them all up, you know, wasted them on times you didn't really need it. Um, so this is kind of like that. So, yeah, I just want to say that before we start. because, And also it's, it's worth saying as well before we start, what we don't want uh, by using it too much if you do have OCD is you don't want this to become a new compulsion or a new crutch if you rely on it too much you might end up feeling anxious without it um, and that's not what we want so a well-being box is essentially like I said it's a first aid kit for your mind and really it's it's like a grounding tool um, so that means we need to fill it with all kinds of good stuff to kind of keep you uh, level and keep your anxiety from spiraling away from you into space um, so the first thing we need to do is we need to kind of engage all five of our kind of primary senses when we're doing this. Um, so the first thing that goes into the box needs to be something maybe that you like the touch of. So something you like the feel of, something, uh, maybe some felt, a piece of felt or silk, um, or some soft wool, a sock that you like the feel of but has a hole in it so you don't wear anymore. Literally anything, anything like that, a beret, a scarf, something that you don't, you know, need every day 
but that you know feels nice and, and brings you some kind of comfort something that you can if you're having say an anxiety attack and you get your well-being box out you can just grab onto it straight away and you just hold it and kind of use that as a way to kind of anchor yourself in the moment it could be a balloon full of sand i like touching bags of rice you know you get those small bags of rice i always think they've they you squeeze one of them that feels really good so that could be one uh just anything anything you can hold on to really um that's the only requirement so the next sense we want to involve is our sense of taste uh what do you like the taste of so anything like that you put in favorite snack don't really worry if you're on a diet or anything like that because this is only for emergencies anyway so you can cut yourself a bit of slack i think live well um but you know pick your favorite snack and, and make sure it's something with a long shelf life obviously so chocolate's a pretty good option here that's a pretty common one for this sort of thing um sweets also tend to last a while but again make sure that you don't just end up making this a snack box because otherwise you'll be tempted to just whenever you're hungry go and start snacking from it and that's not what we want it's not a lunch box you know <laughs> it's a kind of break in case of emergency box so yeah so don't overdo it but something you like to eat is good to have in here and now you're going to want something you like the sound of so maybe your favorite cd if you have cds still um, or a little music box or just anything like that you can have a dictaphone in there with a recording from someone you love someone's voice you like um, or even a recording of yourself to remind yourself to you know a message to yourself in the future to kind of bring yourself back down um, and as for sight I think things like a photo of a loved one is nice or a drawing you could even draw it yourself you know like you could you know do your own if you if you're artsy and you could you know draw maybe a symbol that kind of calms you down or you can just make the box look pretty in and of itself you know uh, if you are want to spend a bit of money on your well-being box or you have you know something lying around something like a wooden box or a chest a small one would be quite nice for this something that you know you because then you're kind of getting a lot of it involved already i know like i have a wooden box um it's actually at my parents house i don't have it here but um uh, i really like the way it sounds when it opens and shuts and i love the way it looks and i like the way it smells as well so that that kind of thing would be perfect for this sadly it's not here because i didn't when i moved to brighton i didn't trust myself to um look after it very well but uh something like that would be great so but it could be anything anything that you like the look of a, a polaroid picture or even just like a square of color i really like pink just a just a pink square you know <laughs> um, or a postcard of somewhere that you've been to that looks nice or a comic book with good art uh, in it I, I like that one personally that's what i've got i've got um the uh, mr miracle compendium in mine which because the artwork is phenomenal and it's not that long which is a great comic by the way if anyone wants to read that it's by dc it's fucking weird but it's really good and finally we come to smells so perfume cologne um a piece of wood i like the smell of wood a pot of jam which you haven't opened and that you can open in case of emergency because then you get taste and smell if you like the taste of the jam uh it smells a bit more you're a bit more limited i think i guess with that potpourri a sack of freeze-dried limes you know like any anything one of those um car thing you know the little pine trees that you hang from the wing mirror of your car the wing mirror the rear view mirror one of them that'd be good anything anything like that will work bottle of eau sauvage <laughs> 
anything along those lines really. So those are the five censored covers. Um, obviously for any, all of those five categories, just get creative with it, put anything in there that you, you know, that you really like the feel or the look of or whatever. Um, I have some stones personally that I really like to look at and to hold. They're sort of smooth, smooth stones that I quite like to kind of, I guess, caress. <laughs> um, but anything like that that kind of grounds you in the moment is going to be really powerful as a tool here. Um, the next step is now that we've engaged our senses, we need to kind of engage our higher kind of cognitive functions. So uh, you need to engage your mind. So if you have a book of crosswords, Sudoku, if you've got an old Game Boy or something that you don't play anymore, some old games that you can just chuck in there, like a small handheld console, that's good. Um, a book of jokes or a book of riddles, poems, anything which gets your brain kind of working and I guess distracted from, from the, the present moment. And again, sort of grounding you is a big part of that. Um, so anything like that's a great addition to your box. And most of us will have something like that. I have some different types of Rubik's cubes of mine, like different shapes and sizes, you know, different numbers of layers and things like that. Um, and some of those are quite small and you can put, put those in there and they're good fun. It's like a puzzle for me to solve. Um, you can put your favorite book in, your favorite movie. Uh, and here's an idea. If, you've been, if you're like me and you've been discharged from mental health services in the past, you could even have your discharge letter um, printed out and put in to read over just as a way I guess to remind you of how far you've come since then um, and never forget the progress you've made because that I think for a lot of people if they're having you know you know experiencing an anxiety attack or a very low point having something like that um, is probably really encouraging just anything really that you're proud of I think is quite good I've actually got um, a piece of this is going to sound very arrogant but I have a piece of feedback from the head of the philosophy department or the then head of the philosophy department at the University of Southampton when I did my undergrad. Um, he marked one of my essays and I've got a piece of feedback from him on there, um, which is one of the most encouraging and inspiring paragraphs I've ever read in my life. It made me feel so great when, when you know, because I got a pretty good mark. Um, but it was, it was not so much really my you know, what I'd written as, as so much as my approach that he was kind of praising. And it's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about me. So I've got that. Um, and that's really nice. You know, it's good to kind of look at maybe some achievements, some things you're proud of. Um, and yeah, just remind yourself how far you've come, even if you are, do find yourself slipping back because that will inevitably help. Um, so Next thing we can put in there is just, yeah, any kind of memories. If you have any artifacts that kind of transport you back to happy memories, they're good. We've mentioned photos and postcards. Phone's gone off again. Um, but it can be anything that helps you remember something, something precious with sentimental value, really. Uh, and lastly, uh, I'll say contact information is a good thing to have in there. Phone numbers for helplines or your mum. Um, or whoever helps you when you feel like this because you probably have those numbers saved in your phone anyway but they're just having them there or just maybe like a post-it that says call mum or something or you know call your therapist or call your mate or you know whoever you talk to when you're feeling down um, having that reminder there is good because I think when we're in one of these states that we might need to reach for a well-being box, which again, you want to reserve that for your kind of most extreme states. 
um, a lot of the time people aren't thinking clearly when they're like that and they do forget that there are people that they can talk to um, so uh, you know when I'm having a really bad um, anxiety attack uh, or I'm suffering you know I'm going through about depression I don't always remember all the things that I can do to get myself out of it so again this is a this is a tool for that really um, oh and I've just had a thought as well something I I want to add in mind there's a if there's a local walk that you like to take around which there is for me there's like I live in central Brighton there's a really nice walk that I like to go on that takes me past like three of the kind of churches on Hove side like St Mary Magdalene's and St Michael's and all that um, up to uh, uh, what's the Mercier house as well it's really beautiful around there so you could draw out almost like a little map of that walk to remind you to go on it or just or even just a note that tells you to go for a walk because I often find that really helps me um, but yeah just anything really anything you want to put in it that, that helps kind of ground you um, and brings you back into yourself really that's kind of what we want so it's a very it's a, it's a really nice tool a well-being box um, and it's really fun to make them so um, yeah like I said only use them when you absolutely need to um, because if you rely on them too much they won't be as effective when you do really need them but I would encourage people to make them I think they're really good fun and I just thought since I was not having a good week I would share with some people my one of, one of the strategies that I think could be quite beneficial for them um, yeah sorry it wasn't the uh, perfectionism essay or seminar or whatever that was promised but I'm sure people are probably quite relieved that uh, I didn't do two kind of back-to-back -back philosophy episodes in a row oh well not philosophy episode but like you know deep dives <laughs> um, but yeah at some point soon I will probably do that um, I didn't I considered not doing and I'm rambling this week but I'm quite glad that I did even if I've just the last minute kind of knocked together one because uh, it's good to do these things it's good to have routine anyway uh, I hope that was interesting for people go and make your well-being box and Make sure you're engaging your senses and your memories and your brain and all that stuff, things you're proud of in there. And yeah, just have fun with it really. Decorate it however you want and then put it under your bed and don't get it out unless you absolutely need to. Sometimes even just having things like this and knowing that they're there, even though you don't have to reach for them, is really comforting. Um, that's all for me this week. Next week, something else. Um, I'm not going to commit to doing the perfectionism one until I feel better so um because it will take quite a bit of research but it's an interesting topic i promise i will get to it at some point anyway uh i hope you enjoyed that i actually just realized i might put a can of my favorite beer in my well-being box not that i think you should drink when you're depressed but having one that just says like a you don't have to use it <laughs> I, don't, I just i love beer nothing grounds me quite like that <laughs> Um, oh, actually, I've just thought as well. There's a brand of like packet noodles that I absolutely love. So I might go and stick one of those in. You can add to it. You know, this is the thing. It's good fun. Um, if you can't fit like a CD or a movie in there, you could always upload it to like a memory stick and put the memory stick in there. Um, you know, and then put that on your computer when you need to use it. Pens, pencils, and a drawing pad if you like that sort of thing. Anything like that. Anyway. I've probably said enough. Um, I hope people found that interesting. I hope they enjoy making their well-being boxes. And I hope that they will come back next Monday for another episode of Unraveling. Uh, thank you very much. 
Goodbye.